Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 19 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, which is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210, or email them at info at barrycullen.com as well. As you all know, Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, the home of Southern Talk in sports as well. I hope everybody had a great weekend and a great Canada Day. Happy belated Canada Day. And uh, I am doing really well. I'm, I had a busy weekend covering the Buffalo Bandits, or sorry, the Buffalo Bisons uh, for my birthday at Saline Field on Thursday at two games. And then I was at the Argonauts game Sunday against the BC Lions. Guys, I'm my 295th episode tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to my guest. This is her first time on Live with CDP Sports Talk. Her name is Amber. She's an acoustic singer and songwriter based out of Southampton. Ontario. So I'm going to bring on our guest, Amber, and we're going to talk a little bit about her uh, career in the music industry. Good evening, Amber. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Can you hear and see me okay? I can hear you and see you okay. Can you hear me and see me okay? Loud and clear. This technology is amazing, eh? Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> so how are you doing it and how was your uh, uh, Canada Day long weekend? I'm doing good. My Canada Day long weekend was a lot of fun. Um, it was eventful. I could say that much. <laughs> um, I was supposed to be playing um, in Blue Mountain Village on Friday, and the show got canceled due to tornado warnings. So that made for a fun drive. <laughs> um, and then I played on Saturday at the Holiday, Holiday Park in Southampton, and that was that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So it was good. Thanks. Now, on average, how long is uh, one of your, your performance, uh, live performances? Um, they can range anywhere from an hour to three hours. Wow. And um, what's the biggest audience you've been performed in front of so far in your career so far? Oh. Um, as an adult. Um probably 200 but as a kid um close to 3000 wow i was yeah. gonna say now when you do your live performances amber um what time do you guys get there to set up or yourself to set up uh for your performances and that and to do sound sound and audio checks well 
<laughs> I try really hard for two hours. Um, but I have a tendency of being a little, little behind in my time, but the goal is two hours so then we can sound check and then also just have 30 minutes to have downtime and just get into the zone. How many other uh, people do you have working with you when you do your performances? There's about, um, there's four of us now. Wow. So, uh, are you going to be rescheduling your one concert that was postponed due to the weather? I'm hoping so. Um, I think we're trying to figure out a date that would work, um, as my summertime is pretty booked now for the rest of the season. So I'd love to get down to the village. All right. Uh, we'll get to some more questions. I'm just putting up some graphics. Yeah. Um, you get a whole bunch of shows coming up in July. So uh, we'll talk about those shows uh, towards the end of the show, but I thought I'd put that on my graphics as well. Awesome. And, uh, thank again, you. I want to say thank you so much. I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Have you done podcasts before? I've done a, like an audio podcast before, but I've never done anything. Um, I've never done anything like this. So this is, this is new. Okay, and I tell my guests too, if they don't feel comfortable come on live, they could come on audio as well. StreamYard is great because I've had some guests where they just came on came on on live audio instead of video. But I just I, I, I I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, StreamYard as well. Oh yeah, it's uh it's pretty neat. Yeah, definitely. So um, we'll get into some questions, Amber. Uh, the first question is um. I'm at, I'm based out of Gulf, Ontario, but my show is international. Can you tell my audience just a little bit about yourself? Oh, um, a little bit about myself. Um, well, like you said, I'm a I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I've really been pursuing music in the last, I think, the last three three years. I think I'm marking now. I don't I don't really count the first year because it was during COVID. Um, but I've always sang since I was a kid. And then I ventured off from it and I actually was a heavy duty mechanic for about six years. And then I got laid off and that was the best gift I've ever been given <laughs> because it really pushed me to step out of my comfort zone um, in the sense of not following a, a main, like a, I don't want to say mainstream job, but um, I'm just doing something that's probably not typical as a, as of work now playing music. Um, and I love it. I'm really happy. I like, I'm, I'm really grateful for the downfall that brought me up. My story is a little bit different from yours, Amber. Uh, I was in a career for about 23 plus years and, um, unfortunately I'm no longer with that company. And, uh, you know what, I'm turning a negative into a positive because mm. now I found my passion. It took me 47 and a half years, but I found my passion yeah. and now it's into radio, podcasting, media work. And uh, like you see, like your story there is, uh, I think that's great. And that's one reason why I love doing this show is uh, hearing my guest stories as well. Oh, I love that for you. Good for you. And, and the same for you as well. And I, I, I really think it's in, important to have a passion in life and some times things happen that are out of our control and then you just try to move on one chapter of our lives are over and we move on to a new chapter amen brother that's right <laughs> 
Well, one thing, uh, Amber, obviously I have no music uh, talent, God given, believe me. I tried karaoke once in New York and I emptied <laughs> out the bar. But uh, what would you tell? I know I try to have a sense of humor. So I do have the gab, the gift of gab. But as for talent for music, no, I, I can lip sing and that's about it. <laughs> but what would you tell Amber, somebody that's watching this podcast? And on WQE 99.1 FM. Um, how how competitive and hard hard is it getting into the music industry in 2023 specifically? I find it really hard. Um, especially I think the a tip I would give someone if I had to give someone that was just coming into the music scene, get really good at social media. Because <laughs> holy man. That's where everything is now. It's it's social media. Um, I try my best with social media, but I find I do the best networking, like you know, in person meeting somebody. Um, but it, it's definitely competitive. Absolutely, and and as for social media, um, I just joined TikTok a couple years ago, and it's almost like a full time job. Just creating, I'm a content creator, and I do all my, I'm the host, the producer, and I book all my guests as well. Now, do you have an eight? I was going to say, Amber, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but do you have a, uh, do you have a manager or an agent or somebody that can help you with uh, with your music career and and booking gigs? Um, currently, that's all me. So, um, I do all the bookings. I do all the, I do all the stuff. Okay. Like you said, that's uh, the best way to learn. Now you already answered the second, uh, the one part of this question. Um, did you have any family members or members that help you helped influence your career in the music industry? Um, yeah, actually, I can confidently say that now I can. When I look back on my younger years, I can't really say that I did. Um, but later on in life, my uncle Greg was, a he was a phenomenal bass player. And um, he came up for a visit one time. And he sat down and he listened to all of my originals I'd written. And I never showed him them to like them to him before. And uh, he went back out east and he took a couple of my songs and he went down in his studio and added bass and drums, piano to it. Um, he was really on me about like, you know, you need to record and you need to do this. Um, he, he sadly passed away two weeks after he came up for his visit. And when I went down east for his funeral, I was sitting in this Airbnb and I was thinking, you know, what the what the hell am I doing? If I'm gonna start recording and I can't keep waiting for the right moment, I just gotta I just gotta go for it. Just gotta do it. Absolutely. And I'm I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Now, um, when did you learn how to play the guitar and did it take you a while to learn how to do that? Ooh, I started learning the guitar when I was thirteen. But I can honestly say I didn't really learn how to play the guitar until I was probably 22. <laughs> wow. So it's an ongoing battle. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot with the next question. Okay. Uh, Amber, 
Do you remember the first song you performed in front of a live audience? And what was, uh, do you remember what the first song you uh, wrote was like? And what was, what's, uh, um, what's the, uh, the hardest aspect of trying to write your own song as well? And the, and the time process that goes with it. Um, okay. Well, I think, so if I think about, are you asking what's the first song I performed live that I wrote? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Ooh, the first song that I performed live that I wrote was a song called, well, is a song called Reckless. And it's about some of the poor choices I've made in life. It's a, I think it's a pretty funny, witty song. Um, and I was really nervous to play it. And I was actually opening for um, this artist and they, you know, I, I had on a, a whole 15 minute set or no, I had a whole, yeah, I had a whole like 20 minute set or something. And I only had one song out of there that was an original. And I had a whole bunch more originals that I just didn't play out live. And um, we got to talking afterwards and they really, they told me that, you know, I should be sharing sharing the things that I create and people want to hear that, right. They want people like connecting with people and um, you, you connect through words and music. And I think when I think about the process of writing, I've come to terms in the very short weeks here that I am definitely an emotional writer. <laughs> um, I, I'll spend time journaling and, um, being with my thoughts, but I think that sometimes the best way that I can express how I'm feeling is through, is through music. Absolutely. And, uh, your one song reckless, I think we're all guilty in life of sometimes uh, <laughs> making poor choices as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've done it myself. So I'm guilty of that as myself. Now, Amber, <laughs> do you have your own recording studio and what's the process like of uh, getting your own recording studio? So I currently don't have my own recording studio. Uh, my friend actually Donato and I were talking about that. And he said to me, well, do you want to learn how to record? And I said, you know what? Not really. I just want to write music. <laughs> he said, there's thousands of people out there that can do that part. Then he's like, you just focus on writing and like doing what you love doing. So I, I have no intentions to get a recording studio or to set that up in my home. Um, I think it would be a total headache for me. <laughs> Got me a little nuts. Now, do you get some of your inspirations as well for writing songs when you travel and, and like, and sometimes can you just write a song just like that? Or sometimes it takes a, a few weeks or a couple of months. Um, it's really hit and miss. I've had songs where I can sit down and write it in an hour. I've had songs that I've been sitting on for the last six years. Um, I do have a song that I wrote when I was um, making the transition of moving from Alberta back to Ontario. And um, it's called Changing Lanes. And it was um, at a time where I, I spent three months at my grandma's house. And I thought I was going to be there for like 10 days. And I was back in my hometown that, you know, town of 2000 and we've got a Robin's Donuts and a bargain shop. Those were our big staples. And um, I just wrote a song about being on the road and not really knowing where you want to go and where you want to be. And that town really inspired that song. 
Where are you from originally? And uh, I was reading up that you moved to Southampton in 2020. How far is Southampton from Owen Sound? Um, it's actually only about half an hour. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. I've and had, then, I, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Um, I have had a couple of musicians from Owen Sound on my show in the at last couple of months. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Paige Warner and Gracie Jett. Yes, wonderful ladies. Absolutely, and uh, they were great enough to come on my show as well. Nice, yeah, they're really good. I like that. They're both really good songwriters too. Absolutely, and and now I just forgot what i wanted to ask you i guess uh about the i guess the, the process of writing songs and stuff like that yeah now do you have um do you have somebody that uh you can find with with your music like yeah i want to go ahead with this song or let's hold off on it um no actually i don't um i think the best place where i test out songs where if i see if they're something that would someone would enjoy i try them out at open mics and i see okay okay but outside of that, and now where are you where are you from originally um i'm originally from northern ontario um i moved around lots growing up but i would say mainly my home base was a small town called atacokan and that's two hours away from i'm not gonna say north or west or east because i'll be honest i'm really great at a compass but <laughs> these are mine two, yeah it's about two hours away from thunder bay so okay. it's pretty north wow that's yeah that's not far from the manitoba border i've been mm -hmm. to more i have to admit this and I, I should be ashamed of myself i've been to more of the united states of america than my own country so i need to <laughs> Traveled to more areas in Canada and Ontario as well. Lots of beautiful places to see all around. Like this whole world, there's lots of great places. Absolutely. Um, what was it like moving to Southampton in 2020? And how has that community been with your music work so far? Um, moving to Southampton in 2020 was uh, really rocky. Um, like I said, I moved up here during COVID. I'm not originally from Southampton. I moved back in with my mom. Um, and I didn't know anyone in the area except for my mom and, um, uh, my sister's here now. Everyone migrated here, but, um, it was really rocky and making an adjustment into a town where you can't go out cause everything shut down. And, um, and the, but you know what? The community here has been really welcoming to my music. Um, they've been extremely supportive people. I run, it's funny. I ran into a lady on the beach two days ago and she's like, Hey, you're, you're ever made. She's like, I follow you on social media. And I'm like, you know, that's really cool. Cause two years ago, I didn't know anyone in this town. <laughs> so it's, that's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And, and, and now that I do all my social media work, uh, and go to sporting events, I have people I don't really know come up to mm -hmm. me and say, hey, you're Chris Palme, you're live with CDP, and it's such a nice feeling when people uh, recognize mm -hmm. you and appreciate your work. It's just uh, really a great feeling. It is. I love that for you. And um, to be honest, I started this podcast show during the pandemic. Um, it got me through it. Um, nice. The pandemic obviously affected the music industry big time. Did you end up doing some like virtual 
uh, performances on like StreamYard or Zoom during that time? Um, not during that time I didn't, but I did get invited for, um, actually it was for Guelph's, um, Guelph's big brother, big sister program. They asked me to do a, a quick performance. So we did something over zoom and, um, but yeah, really during that time, I just, I wrote a lot of songs. I just kept writing. That's awesome. And by the way, I, uh, I was a big brother here well for about 16 years so that's a wonderful organization nice yes it is so any plans to come to guelph this summer possibly or oh. a hillside festival in july at the end of july at guelph lake i would love to um i'm still trying to branch out and get into the city centers um so that would be a goal that is a goal because <laughs> i would Love to hear you play. Like I told Gracie, Jad, and Paige, um, I was supposed to go to my first concert in 2020, uh, Billy Joe concert in Buffalo, and the pandemic kind of took that away. And then the next year, he played in Buffalo, but we couldn't get a court across the borders. So uh, I still have never been to a live musical performance yet, a concert. Uh, or, so I, I need to go to one this summer. Well, you're in luck. They're not stopping. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And as much as I like doing uh, the podcast virtually, there's nothing better than when you're when you're at a live sporting event mm -hmm. or a live concert or whatever like that as well. Yeah. All right, uh, Gracie, next question I had to ask you is, did you have a favorite artist, male, female, when growing up as well as a, a favorite band in particular? Oh, yeah. I remember in grade 11, I was sitting in my basement in my bedroom and I was on the laptop and I came across Chris Stapleton. And it was before he was big. Um, I think he just left the steel drivers. Um, he definitely that man inspired me. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal artist. So he's he's definitely my favorite. Do you have a, a, a few favorite songs of his? Yeah, um, I would say Either Way by him, Them Stems, and then Heaven Sent, but he did that with uh, Steel Drivers, and those are those are really great songs. Have you met him in person yet? No, not yet. Um, not yet, one but, day. Yeah, one day, but I did, I did snag some before he got really, really big. And it, uh, I snagged some floor seats to go see him live. It's just like, amazing. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you as well, obviously I'm going into radio media. How important is uh, connection, connections and contacts in the music industry? Um, I think without them, you're kind of hooped. Well said, that's uh, true. Now, you mentioned Chris as an artist. Did you have a favorite female artist when you were growing up as well? Somebody that you particularly liked? Shania Twain. I uh, I used to compete when I was younger. And uh, that concert, that performance that I did when I was a kid in front of 3,000 people was uh, Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under by Shania Twain. <laughs> Good choice. And I also was reading up that uh, you, when you were much, much younger, um, that you were into the Backstreet Boys as well. Oh yeah, love those guys. <laughs> are they? Are they? St they're still playing again, right? Like yeah, I, like think I think they're still firing up some things. 
Wow, that's amazing. And hey, since I have you on here too, I want to get your thoughts, Amber. I'm an old guy. I'm like 51 now, but I remember back in the 70s and 80s with eight track cassettes and cassettes and uh, vinyl records. What are your thoughts on the vinyl records uh, coming back? And would you like to have some of your music on a vinyl record at some point in your career? Oh, yeah. I love vinyl records. In my room, I have um, like vinyl records all around my the top of my my bedroom ceiling like i i love vinyl so that's definitely something that i would do yeah i was gonna say i still have some vinyl records uh from the mid 80s i never got rid of so it's just yeah. amazing the older i get things retro come back come back yep you don't want to get rid of anything too fast now, your music is on spotify and and where everybody can find it um do you have a some of your music on a cd yet I don't have a CD yet, um, and I'm my I'm hoping to work on a small EP coming up in the next year. Um, but I don't really know. I'm kind of torn if I want to do CDs or not. Um, but I might. I might one day. That they seem to be fading away. Yeah, like I'd rather probably invest money into a vinyl, to be honest with you. But don't be surprised if the CDs in another 10, 20 years are back. In yeah, exactly. It's, it's like bow bottoms are back in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Back, bow bottoms, all the stuff that I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, my favorite era of music is the 70s and 80s because I grew up in those eras. And mm -hmm. um, I, what what decade of music do you kind of like the most so far? Um, to, be, to be honest, actually, it's probably the 70s and 80s. My parents are... My parents are 66 and 60, you know, they might be just a bit older than that. But that's what I grew up listening to. Like, I grew up listening to the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. Um, yeah, so I think definitely the 80s. And But also at the same time, if you were to look at my, my Spotify, it's very eclectic. <laughs> it's a little all over. <laughs> well, and, and you've got a couple of songs on here. Um, I was seeing uh, Drink On It, which is a very catchy song. Uh, Thank you. Daisies and Reckless. And uh, how did you come about uh, Drink On It and Daisies as well, those two singles as well? So Daisies, um, I was sitting at home and I had drinking, I was drinking some red wine. And uh, I just, I really wanted to, I got this feeling of wanting to dance with somebody and just um, like being romanticized. So I sat down and I wrote daisies within an hour. Um, wow. The power of the power of red wine, I tell you, <laughs> make you write something fast. <laughs> yeah, if I had a trace of, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Um, yeah. So, and then I would drink on it. Um, I actually wrote that when I was sixteen, and uh, I came about that song from. Oh, be real vulnerable with you for a second <laughs> um i wrote that song because i i had liked someone that i probably shouldn't have liked and uh i was you know i don't i don't agree with underage drinking but i wrote the song when i was 16 <laughs> so i was at a high school party and uh yeah just some things happened and it really it really hurt my heart and uh yeah that's how i came about that song I think we've all gone through heartbreak in that in our uh, and bad poor poor choices in all of our lives at some point. Yeah, 
how satisfying was it when when your songs do get released and they end up out on Spotify and all that? Oh, it's like it's a mixture of oh my god, I'm doing this, I'm scared, <laughs> and also this is awesome, and someone's gonna hear this, and um, I hope people like it. So it's very mixed feelings. And before we get to some questions, is it okay if I play one of your songs uh, from yeah. your YouTube channel? By the way, can you tell my audience about your YouTube channel and how they can uh, subscribe to it? Yeah, so I'm working on my YouTube channel. I shouldn't say working on it. I've just fired it up recently. It's under Amber May Music, and I will be posting more videos of more of my originals and more live performances, so you should check it out. Okay, and what right now we're, what we're going to do is we're going to play one of your songs from your YouTube channel called You, and it came out in 2016. Do I have your permission to play this song? Because I know how strict YouTube and Facebook is about copyrighted music. Yeah, for sure. It actually came out um, just this year. Okay. Yeah, in okay, 2020. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I must have got oh. 2016 mixed up, but okay, we're going to okay. play... We'll play one of your recent songs called You from your Thanks. YouTube channel. I know I'm crazy for one 
like to thank you. That clip was courtesy of uh, Amber May Amber May's YouTube channel. Thank you so much for letting me uh, share that clip and that song with my audience. Thoughts on that song overall? Thank you very much. Um, I uh, I wrote that song a few years back, and uh, it's so funny. It was one I never planned to play live ever. And then uh, the gentleman that played the guitar solo in that song, Pete Devlin, um, I was, he really got my foot in the door in Owen Sound for music. And uh, he really believes in me. He's, he's a really good friend, um, you know, a friend that you really need in your life. But anyway, we're sitting down and we're playing music and I showed him this song and he looks at me and he goes, why aren't we playing that in your sets? <laughs> it's like, okay. So it kind of gave me that little kick in the kick in the rear to get it out there. So yeah, I like I really like that song. How how important is it to have a strong support system, uh, especially going into the music industry as well, with your family and friends and and people that are behind you? Um, I think it's really important. Um, I think it's very important. It was funny the other day I was actually thinking because um, I also right now because like music pays, but it really doesn't pay. Um, so right now I run a cleaning business as well. And uh, I was thinking the other day I often go through spurts of really loneliness. And um, I feel like people don't talk about often enough, like how lonely hard work can be. And uh I really lean on, I lean on my bandmates. I lean on, I lean on my friends that are musicians that um, support me a hundred percent that really believe in me. Um, and they, they remind me, you know, you're doing this for many reasons. And um, cause I do, I love playing music and, uh, and I want to, I want to be able to do music full time. And that means I got to put the work in to do it. I, I don't know you that well Amber, but I can tell how passionate you are. And uh, I think that's great with what you're doing. And um, obviously what I'm doing is a little bit different than what you're doing, but how important is a mindset as well? Because in any new career, especially me I, at 51, ah, you're too old. You don't have the schooling, but um, I just use, I just block out the, the noise and just focus mm -hmm. on myself. Uh, thoughts yeah. on that. I think that's exactly right. I think that's the perfect thing to do. Um, and I think it's great that you're chasing your passion now, even if you were chasing it 10 years from now. Um, you got to be your biggest advocate. And, you know, we only got, it sounds so cliche, but you, we really only got one time in this, in this lifetime. And you got to make it worth doing what you're, do, what you love to do. Absolutely. And, uh... Like I said, for many years, I stayed with a, a, a corporation uh, just for the money aspect of it. And I was yeah. miserable. And uh, right now I'm making a little less money, but I'm so much happier. And uh, it's important, not just for myself, but for what you're doing or anyone else who is watching or listening. It's important to have a passion in life for what you do. Yeah, it's so true. So true. 
Now, how many songs have you written so far and performed, Amber, in your career so far? Um, I've probably written over the years. I've probably written about twenty, um, but I only perform about nine of them, and I have another five that I'm sitting on that I need to finish. Uh, <laughs> and I think I've also just written songs, and I I can't even like I can't re recall when I first started writing any of those songs. So I really can't. I think it's somewhere around twenty, maybe over that I've written. And then, and then one day, hopefully, you'll have some of them on an album. Yes, on a vinyl album. Now, I was going to ask you this. How many songs can you actually get on a vinyl record? I should know this being an older guy, but I was just curious. Ooh. I'm not too sure. I'm trying to think of, like, the records that I have. Usually, there are, like, four or six on one side. Is that right? It might, it might, be, it might be six. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you still good for time, uh, uh, Amber, for a few more questions? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, this one coming up. What was it like performing in bands at such a young age and performing at festivals and events before a large audience? It was fun. Um, I probably, I'm going to answer these two very differently. Um, so performing in bands at a young age was a lot of fun. Um, performing when I was young in front of larger, larger audiences was also fun, but it there was a few more layers to it. And the fact of, um, a lot of times I was doing it for competing. Um, so that meant lots of practicing. Um, and it's not like I was competing original songs. Um, so it was, it was different, right? And then when I started playing with bands and we were doing original stuff and um, that was also fun. Both of them are equally fun and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely fun experiences. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I nearly forgot to ask you this, but you mentioned it before about uh, being a fan of the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac song. Do you have a particular favorite song for those bands? And do you ever perform any of their songs at a live performance as well? Um, I never perform them live, but like Fleetwood Mac would be everywhere. Um, and then the Eagles would be uh, one of these nights. Two, Love great, that song. two great choices. And one thing about music too, um, it, in good times or bad times, it, it can help you cope through any kind of situation. And for me, when I hear some certain music, I go back to actually my, my childhood as the seventies or growing mm -hmm. up as a teenager in the eighties. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? The impact of music? Oh, I think, I think, I think you definitely got that right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, it's funny. They say, you could be in a really bad mood, and uh, one song can change that. And uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Absolutely. Unfortunately, there was one song uh, from Kiss called Beth, uh, 1976. Mm -hmm. And when I hear that song, um, something happened to me sad in the 70s. And when I hear it, I just kind of get <laughs> teary eyed and, and I have to turn the channel because uh, it's nothing against Kiss. They're a great band in that. But there are songs too where it, it can bring back. Uh, some bad memories as well. Yep, I can agree to that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Um, next question I was going to 
ask you, Amber. And again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on my 295th episode today, by oh, the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Guest maker podcast. I'm just the host and i've been very lucky to get so many wonderful guests on and i've had uh, a singer on from the uk as well and awesome. uh, I'm, I'm so i'm trying to branch out from all sports talk and and i just love hearing other people's stories about their careers and how they got into the industries that they're in yeah. that's a good thing to share absolutely um can you just tell us about your upcoming shows and what are some of your favorite cities and and places to perform at obviously Southampton, one of them, and Owen Sound as well. And I'll put it on my ticker too at the bottom for uh, your upcoming shows. Okay, that'd be awesome. Um, where am I playing in July? Well, I'm playing a little bit all over. I've got got some shows in Sobble. Um, I've got some shows in Owen Sound for their market coming up, and I have lots of private events. And I, I think. Private events are probably my favorite ones to play. Um, the people are always, anywhere the people are always going to be great, but there's just something different about playing for a private event. Um, so those are the shows I'm really looking forward to. And uh, I'm posting all my shows every month uh, on my Facebook and on my Instagram page at Amber May Music. I'm still in the works of making a site online, but um, yeah, you can catch my shows there. Is your and any are you? Sorry, I got to reward this. Are any of your performances live shows live streamed on your website so uh, fans can watch too that are out of town? Um, they aren't, but I might actually think about doing one or two like that. Um, yeah, I might think about doing them one or two like that because I think actually it was funny. Someone messaged me the other day. They said, "When are you coming to Thunder Bay and playing?" in thunder bay and like i've never played in thunder bay <laughs> so i gotta remember that um which i'm very grateful for um i'm really grateful that you know my music isn't just here in south and in Owen sound that it's also in thunder bay and it's also in alberta um it's a little everywhere which is it's a really rewarding feeling it's like international, like my podcast show is not just in Guelph, it's all across Canada, the mm -hmm. state in the world as well. Yep. International. Now I, I want to ask you this as well, Amber, if you got a few more minutes. Um yeah. obviously you're an acoustic singer. For those who aren't sure what that is, can you just explain that the terms acoustic acoustic singer? Um yeah, so um how would I word that? Like I'm an acoustic singer songwriter, so I don't like acoustic wouldn't really apply to my singing, but acoustic would apply to my instrument. Um, so like I, I just play my guitar if I'm doing something solo. Um, and then acoustic would be more like guitars, cajones. Um, I don't know what's an, I can't think of like what's another acoustic instrument in that sense but as soon as you get away from acoustic acoustic blah, blah, <laughs> you're looking at drums electric drum no electric guitar um all the the stuff that makes a lot of oomph noise what's the longest song you've done so far and on average approximately how long are your songs on average so I think my longest song right now is just under five minutes, which is pretty long. Um, on average, they're usually about three minutes. 
That's about what Gracie and Paige told me as well. Because I was always curious about that as well. Because there are some songs that are seven or eight minutes. But um, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah, no problem. Can you tell my audience just a little bit about different styles of music? Ooh, so different styles of music. There's tons. I don't even know all of them, to be honest with you. Um, and I think I struggle a lot of times when people are, people ask me to say, what kind of music do you play? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, cause I would say that I play a lot of folk, folky blues, country pop kind of stuff. Um, folky is more, more country than country, I guess. And, uh, pop is pop, but yeah, there's so many different styles of music. It's actually amazing. Does it take a while to learn a new style of music? I think when it came to rockabilly, I was in a rockabilly band for a bit. And I really had to learn how to sing rockabilly. Oh, and that reminds me too. Um, do you have a, a vocal coach or do you have anybody that helps you with exercises for your voice before a performance or after a performance? Um, so right now, um, I don't have a vocal coach or anything and I, I just kind of, so growing up, I always did, um, like classical theater music training with my teacher, Renee Brown. She's phenomenal. Um, and then when I moved, that kind of fell apart. Um, but I went to her for the longest time. So I just, I remember the practices that we did. And I'll be driving to my gig and usually I have about a 30 minute hour drive to my shows and I just practice in the guitar before I get going. <laughs> wow. And what do you, what, what do you, what's your favorite kind of drink that you have um, during a performance or after that? I guess water, I would assume. Yep. I would say water. Um, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. I like a cold beer up on stage. <laughs> That's okay too. That's all right as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up with a couple more quick questions uh, for you, Amber. Um, do you have any rituals, a ritual, a rituals before a live performance to help you focus and relax before a performance? Uh, yeah, I definitely. So, like, I um, I'm really big into um, like I'm I'm a very spiritual person. So for me, being able to meditate and smudge before I I get ready and I um start getting in the mindset of I'm I'm playing a show. I'd like to do some connecting with myself and some grounding beforehand. Um, that would be my ritual, and then usually my nighttime ritual. I wouldn't say I have a nighttime ritual. It's kind of a go with the flow. I'm not sure. Did you freeze up there? Are you good? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Hey, they enjoy the technology. Sometimes it happens on here. <laughs> Did you hear my uh, my part about my ritual? Uh, I heard part of it, and then it kind of cut out for about 10 seconds. Okay, I can I can quickly repeat it if you'd like. Yeah, if that's okay. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, before a show... Um, I'm a pretty spiritual person, so I like to sit and I like to meditate and I do some grounding and I smudge and then I start to get ready. So I put myself in the mindset of I'm going to play a show tonight now. Um, and then afterwards, I don't think I really have anything. I just I kind of go with the flow. If everyone wants to go out and 
you know, chit chat after our shows. I'll go do that. But also if I'm really tired, I'll just go home and go to bed. Nothing wrong with that as well. Do you have yeah. a, a particular favorite place to play at right now? Ooh. Yeah, actually I do. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I did, but um, so I recently played at the Thornbury's Farmer's Market and um, I play lots of shows where I'm not, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. I have been, I, the last couple of shows I've done, I've played as kind of like background noise um, and those can be really tough shows um, and I don't get them often. But I had one at the Thornbury's Farmer's Market and people were walking around, they're doing their thing and I'm getting crowd interaction. Um, the people that were listening were great. I booked two shows from that, uh, sh from that gig. But I think the best part was um, the vendors there. They were also welcoming. Um, they came up, they gave, like I had a daughter and her dad gave me hummus and some salad. Someone gave me a shirt. Someone else gave me a whole bunch of vegetables. Someone gave me earrings. Like these people are just gifting me <laughs> these beautiful things. And I, it was, it was just, I was so tired going to that show. Cause I played the Saturday night and the Friday and the Thursday. And the, I was so tired come Sunday, but Holy smokes. Do those people ever turn my mood around? And, uh, that I think right now that's probably my favorite spot because the people were so kind, so kind. That's awesome to hear. Um, since I have you on here, I'm going to ask you, are you a coffee drinker as well? Coffee or tea drinker? Oh, I think I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. Yeah, with me, there's one drink I like, and that's uh, French vanilla from Tim Hortons, which I probably shouldn't drink, but it tastes so good. It does. It's good, yeah. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up this episode, Amber, what are some other fun facts about yourself that your audience and fans might not know about you fun facts about myself um well fun facts about myself oh um i'm a person that likes very a lot of things i like lots of hobbies um i always like doing something new it doesn't take me much to get outside of my comfort zone um I'm really, a, I'm an advocate on, you know, mental health and taking care of yourself and doing the things that you love to do and taking that risk. Um, I used to pull wrenches. I don't pull wrenches anymore. I'm a big fisherman. I love fishing. doesn't take much for me to want to put my hand in a fish's mouth. And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty average Joe other than that. That sounds great. And that's, like I said, that's a, one of the reasons I love doing this uh, this show, because I get to hear the other side's stories from other uh, guests on here as well. Mm -hmm. By the yeah. way, uh, fun fact fun fact about me is I have no musical ability and I have no mechanical uh, ability as well. So if you're looking for someone to fix your car or fix your house, I'm out. Uh, well, I'll come to you if I need some podcast ability because I'm also out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, like I said, I've been doing this for three and a half years, and um, I've had to learn a lot, and I'm still trying to improve on it. And yeah, and like I said, this is something I love, and and now my show is on weeknights at eight o'clock on WQEE ninety nine point one FM in the uh, Metro Atlanta, Georgia area. So That's this show awesome. will probably this show when this show does air, it's done. 
done remotely here in Guelph, but when it does air, I will send you a link to our episode as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. I, you know what? I got such respect for people that do what they love to do. So, you know, you keep doing it, man. Thank you. For too many years, I put it off and I was just content with the money and all this other stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's important, but I just want my last 10, 15 years of working. Mm -hmm. If I'm God forbid, I'm healthy to be doing something I enjoy. And this is something I, I have really a, a strong passion for. Good for you. I love that. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, Amber, can you just tell my audience uh, just a little bit about Southampton and what do you enjoy about it the most? And uh, why, is this, why people should come up there and visit the area this summer as well, especially to see you perform as well? Oh, well, um, Southampton is, I've lived in many places. Southampton is easily the beautiful, the most beautiful place I've ever lived. Um, it's right on Lake Huron, beautiful beaches, sand beaches, um, the people in the area are very um, welcoming. Um, yeah, Southampton, and the nature here, the Bruce Peninsula to hike the Bruce. Um, I'm a big hiker too, so there's tons of hiking here. So yeah, the, I'm a big nature person, and I Southampton is a beautiful spot for anyone that's a nature lover. Um, yeah, I like to hike too, and uh, I like to get away from everybody. So I guess yeah. I might I might have to visit Southampton at some point. I've never been up there. I've only been up to Owen Sound a couple times in Hanover, but it, I really should get out to your area at some point. Especially oh, yeah. when I, plus, I want to hear you, um, Paige and Gracie uh, perform as well. Yeah, that'd be sweet. If you come this way, you let me know. I'll buy you a drink deal and i'd be happy to promote your show on my podcast show as well so anytime you have any shows just uh let me know and i'd be happy to mention them on my shows or on my social media pages you're welcome and we're gonna wrap and we're gonna wrap this up amber with one last question what advice would you give to someone who's uh, uh either watching or listening to this show or listening in georgia uh who's looking to pursue a career in the music industry and uh, where again, can my audience uh, follow you on social media and your website as well? Um, my advice I would give to someone would be trust your gut, advocate for yourself, be your biggest fan and keep remembering that, you know, you keep remembering why you do what you do. And that it's not always going to be high and you're going to have lows, but you just got to make sure that you pull yourself back up. Um, that'd be my biggest, that'd be my tip to somebody, my advice to someone. Um, that's just something that I've, I've learned over the last bit. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'd, I'd say. Um, now, if, you, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Amber May Music. And uh, you can check out some of the music I post. And sometimes I post a little bit of shenanigans. So just check it out. And to subscribe to your YouTube channel as well. Amber yes, May Music. Thank you. Amber <laughs> May Music on YouTube, right? Yes. Thank you very much, Chris. <laughs> and I, I also have a YouTube channel as well. Anyone out there hasn't subscribed? Chris Pame live with CDP Sports Talk on YouTube as well. Whoop, whoop. All right, uh, Amber, I want to say uh, thank you so much for giving me almost an hour of your time tonight. I really enjoyed speaking with you, and uh, I would like to have you come back on again in the future as a guest, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at some point this summer um, for one of your concerts. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Keep on making podcasts. And it was really nice talking to you. You too. I hope you have a great evening and uh, we'll talk to you really soon. And uh, good luck with your upcoming shows. And uh, please let me know when one of your uh, shows will be live streamed on your website. And I'll be happy to uh, watch that way as well. Delio, sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, Amber. Have a great night. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, uh, that was Amber May. Uh, she is an acoustic singer and songwriter based out of Southampton, Ontario, as well. And I want to say thank you to Amber uh, for coming on tonight as well. Before we wrap this up, guys, I just want to let you know, live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame, is now on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key the home of Southern, Southern Sports and Talk, the heartbeat of Metro Atlanta as well. And you can check out the website at wqeefm.radio12345.com as well. Before we wrap this show up, guys, I just want to let you guys know, uh, next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership here in Guelph, will be tomorrow night, Thursday, July 6th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern with my guest, Barry Davis, sales and leasing consultant with Bolton Honda, and he's also uh, um, a band leader called We Ain't Pretty. So he has his own band called We Ain't Petty, a Tom Petty tribute uh, band called in the greater Toronto area. Barry Davis is also a former uh, media member with uh, the Fan 590 and also with Sportsnet. And he was the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, field reporter for Sportsnet in their 2015 and 2016 playoff runs as well. So I hope you guys can tune in to Live with CDP tomorrow, Season 6, Episode 20 with Barry Davis, and I'm really looking forward to speaking to Barry about his Tom Petty tribute band and also his new career with Bolton Honda, and also talk to him about a little bit about Blue Jays baseball as well because Barry is a huge baseball fan and huge Toronto Blue Jays fan as well. So hope you guys can tune into that show as well. That'll be my 296th episode tomorrow as well at 8.30 p.m. As always, guys, Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And I want to say thank you to everybody for watching this episode tonight on live stream as well. My I, Live with CDP has its own website, myself, uh, beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme. All my content, create all my digital content and all my previous podcast shows, uh, both video and audio are on beacons.ai and all my social media sites are available there as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk again is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycollin.com as well. And guys, just before I wrap it up, I was going to make one more note for Barry Collin Chevrolet, uh, my sponsor of Live with CDP Sports Talk since last September. Uh, right now, a Barry Collin Chevrolet summer event 
There's a summer adventures event happening at Barry Collins Chevrolet. You can get a 2023 Equinox or um, Blazer RS 4.49% financing for up to 60 months. Uh, details available at barrycollins.com or go down to Barry Collins Chevrolet at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. You can also follow me on TikTok if you wish at Live with CDP. I post a lot of uh, player interviews, coaches' interviews, my media work, and also my podcast shows and promos on TikTok. That's at Live with CDP. And I want to say thank you to the 1,342 followers I have on TikTok. Obviously, I don't have a half a million or a million followers, but um, for someone who started out on TikTok less than three years ago, uh, thank you to everyone who's following me on there at 1,342 as one. It's been a great experience on TikTok. Speaking of companies, uh, StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, please check out StreamYard.com as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the podcast, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for podcasters. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Spotify for Podcasters, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, and tuned in, and tuned in and weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM. Occasionally, my show will be preempted by uh, Columbus Chatterhoots Baseball as well. And when it does, I will let you guys know what the time changes as well are. Finally, guys, you guys can email or text the show at live with CDP Sports Talk at cpame19 at gmail.com, or you can text the show at 519-820-7188. Again, I want to say thank you to my guest today, Amber May, an acoustic singer and songwriter out of um, Southampton, Ontario, for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk tonight as well. Guys, just to let you know, uh, myself and my co-host Nick Small, uh, 8 p.m. tonight on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Chris D. Palme, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, Nick and myself will be doing the Argo Bounce live audio show for the CFL's Toronto Argonauts. So if you're a CFL fan or a fan of the Toronto Argonauts, please check out the Argo Bounce live audio show on my Twitter page at Chris D. Palme. P-O-M-A-Y at 8 p.m. Eastern today as Nick Small and myself will be talking about the Argos' impressive 45-24 win over the BC Lions Monday night at BMO Field. And uh, the Argonauts are now 3-0 for the first time since 1991. And 1991 was the year Wayne Gretzky, John Candy, and Bruce McNeil, um, McNair own the Toronto Argonauts. So it's been a long time since the Argonauts have gotten off to a 3-0 start. So I hope you guys can tune in to the Argo Balance live audio show tonight uh, on Twitter spaces at Christy Palme, 8 p.m. tonight for great CFL and Argos talk as well. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone watching live with CDP Sports Talk on my live stream uh, platforms. 
and also on my audio platforms. And I hope everybody has a great evening and can tune into uh, the Argo Bounce Live audio show with myself and Nick at 8 p.m. tonight. If not, uh, I will be back with live with CDP tomorrow for Season 6, Episode 20 with Barry Davis, a sales and leasing consultant with Bolton Honda and the former Sportsnet reporter, uh, with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays as well. And we're going to talk to Barry about his tribute, Tom Petty, uh, and Carr's tribute bands as well. Have a great evening, everybody. And thanks again for watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph and weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM. Have a great evening, everybody. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night at 8.30 with Barry Davis.